This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Health One. So, um, I was just at the uh, beach in North Carolina. They had the sea turtle like birthing thing, which was actually kind of cool. And it was interesting because the temperature of the sand determines if it's mostly female or male gender. I thought, how do they know that? That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, there's this thing called temperature dependent sex uh, determinations in reptiles. And then I started thinking like all the crazy things that people do to determine if your kid is going to be uh, male or female. So as it turns out, in ancient Egypt, 1300s, uh, what they did, of course, was scattered some barley seeds and some wheat seeds on the ground. And then a woman who thought she might be pregnant would go pee on the ground over the seeds and then come back the next day, pee on the ground over the seeds, come back the next day, pee on the ground over the seeds. And if the seeds grew barley, it was going to be a male. If they grew wheat, she's going to have a female. And if nothing grew, she was not pregnant. Which, okay, how, how's that going to work? So anyway, it's crazy. In 1963, they actually tested it, and it's 70% accurate. So it's not as good as your dollar, dollar store, like $1 pregnancy test, um, but 70% accuracy for peeing on wheat and barley seeds seems pretty somewhat amazing to me. <laughs> anyway, I know. So, so as pregnancy tests uh, progress, middle ages, they had prophets, like um, people would say, they look at urine, um, they're actually called piss prophets nowadays, um, and they'd look and say, based on your urine, you have like disease X, Y, or Z. So they describe the urine of a pregnant woman as clear, pale yellow, leaning towards off-white with a cloud on the surface. <laughs> and that seems like if you look at those urine containers we get, probably most of them are sort of clear, pale yellow. <laughs> some are not, some are, you know, hematuria, but... According to that, like most of our people in the department would be pregnant now. So I don't think that one was quite as accurate as peeing on wheat or barley. Uh, let's see. Krista, that one's not very interesting. I'll try and keep it quick. Internal. Oh, in like 1900, they knew people had internal secretions, naming them hormones. And then um, they found one hormone that would promote gestation. They named it progesterone. And you have to have uh, progesterone is associated with uh, corpus luteum cyst, and you have to have HCG to support that during pregnancy. And so they later discovered, this is 1920s, late 20s or so, this test called the AZ test. And so um, the urine would contain some of these hormones. So you might have heard of like this, I think it was done even up into the 50s, where they'd take the urine of a woman who thought she might be pregnant, inject it into an immature animal. So I think in the 50s, they might have done like rabbits or something like that. It started off with rats and small mammals. And if it put the immature rat into heat, then the woman was pregnant. So instead of going to the dollar store, you'd have to go like underneath your house, find a rat, pee, inject the rat, watch the rat and see like, is the rat, you know, going into heat? And I'm not sure how you test for a rat going into heat, but I think you knew how to do that like in the 50s. That sort of skipped our, uh, our generation. Anyway, I just thought this was like an interesting like history of the pregnancy test and gender determination. Hello, Emergency Medical Minute listeners. This is Nancy Lorenzon, faculty in biological sciences at the University of Denver and pre-health advisor for the university. I want to tell you about an awesome event that we're hosting later this month. On November 21st to the 24th, clinicians, educators, policymakers, and community will gather at the University of Denver for the first Colorado Behavioral Health and Wellness Summit. The intersection of mental health and substance use continues to be a challenge in the state of Colorado, as you know. The University of Denver, the Mental Health Center of Denver, and EnvisionU join forces to create the summit as we share a collective commitment to encourage 
encourage neighbors, friends, family, and colleagues from all around Colorado to learn more about behavioral health issues and substance use disorder. At this summit, speakers and presenters will engage our community to break down silos statewide and to bridge gaps in communication and collaboration. The summit will provide various audiences with approaches to awareness and education, training and clinical practice, and policy advocacy in action. Participants are able to discover new tools and resources, discuss practical strategies for change, and connect with colleagues and experts. We hope this community collaboration will foster an increased focus on tackling these difficult issues. The event is free and open to the public, and we hope you all join. For more information, please visit our website at portfolio.du.edu slash CO Health and Wellness Summit, or you can contact me at nancy.lorenzon at du.edu.